thing. We started out friends. Since you've been gone. Hey guys, Sam and Ryan here. We're back. We know it's been a while. Guys, we've been stuck on Sweetwater River for months and none of you checked on us. I know, and we're not even incestuous twins. I didn't receive any tweets. We didn't get any comments. It's been sad. We've been missing you guys. In fairness to us, we did get a few tweets that were like, what the hell are you guys doing? We did, and that made us miss this. Yeah, we kind of ghosted you all. We're sorry. Like, yeah. You You don't miss something until it's gone, and honestly, we got too busy, our schedules are crazy, and we missed Riverdish, so here we are. You know, I felt a void in my life, and I realized that what was missing was Riverdale. Honestly, I agree. And time with you, Sam. Yeah, you know what? You and Riverdale are all I need in this sad, sorry life. Thank you, I appreciate that. You're welcome. So, So hello! So what we're essentially saying is... Uh, we hope that you are returning to us from listening to our season one recap podcast. As always, we are drinking copious amounts of wine while talking about this episode, recapping it, sharing our opinions, our thoughts, our fears, our hopes, everything. Yeah, but but if not, welcome to season two. We are so excited to be back. Uh, Riverdale's blown up. It is blown up. The season premiere last night got over... 2.3 million viewers, a record high for the CW and network television currently. I think the smartest thing was to put it on Netflix. 100%. Because, like, you know, we were doing our podcast, and again, we do actually, we sincerely apologize for not finishing out season one. We're sorry, um, fans, Mom. Our schedules did just become uh, totally, totally crazy, and we would have had, like, we started out putting out podcasts, like, a full week after the episode aired. It just wasn't working out. No, that's like not cool podcast rules. Yeah. Uh, for a recap podcast. But now we're committed. This is the first thing we ever actually committed to. <laughs> actually, truly. It really is. So uh, you should be honored, fans. And hold us, um, you know, put our feet to the fire. Exactly. Hold us accountable. So here we are. Welcome to season two of Riverdish. And you guys, we have a super exciting guest I don't know when so I'm hoping that this was a surprise when it like popped up in your podcast feed and they're like oh my god they're back from the dead like Jason Blossom in this episode Mm -hmm. uh and Cliff and Cliff uh but along with seeing our podcast pop up you saw our brand new photo and logo uh created by our guest she's a Riverdale enthusiast she grew up at sleepaway camp reading the comics on the toilet She's also a film nerd and a cinematographer slash editor. Say hello to Sydney Epstein. Hello, Riverdale listeners. I'm so happy to be here. I was a Archie Comics super fan growing up, so you can only imagine my surprise when it was this uh, dark and edgy. Fun fact about Sydney. She blacked out the third to last episode of last season and the second to last, so she had no idea who... Well, let me explain kind of how that worked. The show is amazing. I was definitely into it, but when you binge watch a show in one day and you kind of finish up the last few episodes by 2 a.m., you kind of snooze off a little bit, and I happened to fall asleep during the big reveal episode when you find out that Jason's dad killed him, so... 
I woke up to Archie's dad being shot and kind of thought that was the big hurrah. So it was very exciting to learn that was more twists and happy to be here now that I'm all properly caught up. She's caught up and Ryan and I just witnessed Sydney's jaw slapped to the floor during this season two premiere, which yes. is pretty nuts. I was just able to close the jaw. Yeah. <laughs> I should also add that Sydney and Sam were college roommates. We all were. four years of college. Emerson College. Emerson College. Gave I Mayor your money back. Exactly. It started with Sydney Facebook messaging me. She's like, hey, you're the only cute, jappy white girl from Long Island that's going to this school. Do you want to be my friend? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, Sam Gold, Sydney Epstein, we sounded like a bunch of two old Jewish men, but it yeah. was fine. It's fine. We have the same exact interests, tastes, and likes, so that's really what it takes to make a best friendship. Betty and Veronica. Betty and Veronica. <laughs> Who are you? Um, br- well, I'm brunette, but I feel like you're more Veronica and I'm more I Betty. Agree. I agree. I, like, think that I have a yeah. ponytail in. Yeah. We, we swapped hair colors, but we I'm did. Veronica in this friendship. You are. Betty. Definitely the Betty. Ryan can be our Archie. Yes. So he's with me Thanks, right guys. Now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's dive into this episode. Yeah, so season two, we kick off with chapter 14, A Kiss Before Death. Mm-hmm. Which originally, if you looked at the title alone, you would think that maybe Archie's dad was going to pass away. That's what I thought. Um... I don't know. I, I did go in thinking, like, he has to live. I honestly didn't know, because a show like this, I thought, could take a chance and shock us in that season two premiere, as shows like House of Cards and other shows have done. Yeah. But I also... It's Luke Perry, though. Exactly. Yeah. Part of me was like, you're not going to get rid of this, like, old school hunk that you have. He had his contract locked in, trust me. That and Molly Ringwald. She's not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, and Molly Ringwald is living in Chicago. Oh. So, like, would Archie have to move to Chicago? Like... It would be too much for the And show. she's right. also so Molly Ringwald. She's Brat Pack royalty. Exactly. Like, she's probably busy doing Molly Ringwald things. That's true. And, so that being yeah. said, we start with the mystery. Who shot Fred Andrews and why? And, yeah, I'm, I think that will be our main is- mystery for this entire season. Yeah, that's the overarching... What were the clues? Big thing. Which makes me nervous... I do, last season was so strong. It was a tight 13 episodes. We had Jason Blossom killed. It was it was tight. It was fast. It kept me invested in the mystery. I don't know if I care as much to follow 22 episodes of this killer. Yeah, last unless the killer season, becomes more brutal. The preface was, there was a murder with a child from high school. And this one's like, where's my dad's wallet, you know? So far, yes. But before we even dive into that, it's if this show is smart, which I do think it is, I firmly believe that this might be the mystery for a couple of episodes, and then it'll dive into something even bigger than that. I uh, hope so. We'll I get into so. it, but it ends with something that, you, even. that lets you know that this is bigger than just Fred Andrews being shot. This is something bigger. We don't know why. We don't know who. But the central mystery right now is Archie is trying to figure out why did someone shoot his dad? It was not a robbery as pop confirmed but we need to find this out and that's what it's going to be i'm not as invested like you yet but i think that i do think this is a smart show and it knows its audience so i think that this might be a mystery for a couple episodes and then it will dive into something else i think so and if anything that this episode is showing us it shows us that the writers directors creators have responded to what we've fallen in love with about the show. Exactly. Oh, yeah. People like the high camp. Like, that's the show. And, and it, it's and edgy, Yeah, you have to play fun. into that. 
Mm-hmm. So, so we start off this episode with uh, Archie driving his dad to the hospital without a license. Okay, does he have which a reminds permit? Us, so it reminds us that like <laughs> these kids are like fifteen. Are they fifteen? Are they freshmen or sophomores? Well, full disclosure. Also, uh, well, Sam has her license. She doesn't drive. Uh, I don't. Drive. I waited until I was twenty to get my license. But the Cindy, when did you get your license? Seventeen, I think. Sixteen is permit year. And no, I got no, mine at 16. Oh, no, 16 I, is licensed. 15 okay, is Okay, full disclosure, my dad, like, he knew I couldn't drive. He, you he can't drive. Me. I, my job is now to negotiate and to bullshit my way through life. That's my professional career. It's a good career. thing you weren't driving and I, your dad. No, it's a good thing, but I literally bullshitted my driving teacher who gave me that test to give me a license. Then I moved to L.A. for six months, and four cars later, I was like, fuck, I don't know how to drive. So I relate to Archie. I kind of understand like But he right. was able to drive. I know. Well, barely. He went barely. Did you see that? Yeah, he knocked like, over a car. But it, was, it was a dire <laughs> that situation. That was a good job. <laughs> but he was very dire. Like his dad's fucking dying. Yeah. My question was, where was the ambulance? Like, does right. it take that long? There's not in that many Riverdale? people in Riverdale. There's one sheriff. But to be fair, there's a murder on the loose, so like yeah. I know, but if Archie no, but calls Pops, an ambulance, he yeah. said that it never came. Right. Well, we learned that Pops was on the phone calling mm-hmm. an ambulance, and mm-hmm. it never showed up. After he waited for me, the guy. Which I think creates our first suspect. Oh! Uh, Mayor McCoy. Oh, you know what? Do we have a conspiracy theory between the police, uh, the the medics? Something fishy's going on in this town, and I don't think like an ambulance... Like a secret society? Yeah, I don't think but an ambulance right, though, just an took ambul- that long. No, they would never... That's a great point. I mean, honestly, the sheriff could even be involved. Totally. The hot I sheriff? I think so. He is oh. pretty hot. He's like a daddy. Yeah, but, like, sure. honestly, I, I think that... You're right. I think that an ambulance would never take that long to get to that place where someone's hurt and needs help. Yeah, <laughs> shot in the chest. That's pretty 911, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that should be on the top of the docket. But for it also film. could just be that, like, the infrastructure of Riverdale needs some work because next scene we see is at the hospital. Yeah, the writers which is really like don't address straight, it. Straight out of the 1960s. Are they doing construction? Yeah, Were the okay. roads closed? So this is a modern show. It's set in 2017 or whatever era we're in now. And the hospital workers are wearing full out 1920s candy stripper gear. Like, Turtlenecks. It's, it's bizarre. Like, what? It's full bird. Yeah, birds flew over the cuckoo nest. Yes, exactly. How much laundry are they going to do? That's white uniform. And how blood... Like, Archie was all bloodied up. And the doctors are clean in every scene. Didn't they save his life? So he had an issue with Archie's clothing. Tell us why. Well, okay. If you look very closely and you rewatch the episode because it was amazing, you will see that Archie's jacket, they only have splattered blood on the yellow parts, and then the blue parts of his jacket are perfect. I think you just can't see the blood. I think it was like... Because blue and red are like... Yeah, but I feel like the red really pops off yellow and blue, it kind of just fades in. But like, continuity, people. Here, I'd be on top of this stuff. Like, the show is 98%, well, accuracy. It's pretty funky, like the whole ambulance not getting there. But, you know, get put some splatter on the blue parts of the jacket. Hey, maybe the costuming department took a long lunch. You never know. You never know, or had a beer at lunch. Whatever. Can I just say, though, outside of Archie being all bloodied, 
He is so hot when he's sad. Oh. Mm. Oh my yeah. god. He should always be sad. And I love him bloody. Uh, oh yeah. Bloody and crying. Yeah. Is that I, a fetish? No, I honestly like, I'm more attracted <laughs> to men when they're like covered in blood and weeping. You should put that on like your dating profile. I do, and I don't <laughs> like get any men matches. when they're bloody and weeping. No, I wonder why. No one likes me. So creepy. Yeah. Well that's why you can start this podcast again. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, my number is Oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway. So Ryan, take it from here. So, so this episode deals, it's really Archie's episode, which is fine. It is, originally, I think we all started this show thinking like, oh, it's a sexy Archie, right? But if I can be honest, I don't, I think Archie was one of the least interesting characters of season one. However, this episode was kind of Archie's story. Uh, yeah, after this, we're introduced again uh, back to Betty and Veronica. Betty, who's sitting at her uh, kitchen table, eating some breakfast. Her mom comes up, uh, basically is like, you know. Interrogating her. Yeah. And she, Betty basically admits that she was like, or Betty's mom was like, did you and Jughead have sex? And Betty's like, no, but I wanted to. I mean, I think Betty is getting... She's over her mom. ...a pair. Like, she's now kind of understood that her mother is a psycho. Yeah. And she doesn't really give a shit. She's just like, yeah. Really I think she's testing home. her. I think that she is testing her. And also, we know now that Betty is on prescription pills. So, like, things she says can be a little bit out there. And, like, she strives for perfection, but she's not perfect. And I think she likes to remind her mom of that. I'd be so worried, though, that I'd be, like, sent to a nunnery. I know. Her mother was, like... Very indifferent about all of it. Yeah. Although her mom does have a weird obsession with Jughead's father. She, like, is very concerned about Betty hanging out with him. I think there might be some history there. I think she definitely screwed all the dads on the show. Oh, 100%. Yeah, there's always some tension going on. I think there's going to be a big backstory, though, with Jughead's father. I think it's sexual. I really do. What? I think there's going to be a big backstory. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is Sadie's first podcast. With with Betty's mother and um, Jughead's father. Yeah. Who's currently in jail. But not for long. I mean, I think so. Do you think he could be the killer? Well, he... No. I don't think so. I don't think so either. It's never the obvious choice, right? It is never. It's always the medium choice. That's true. And I don't think we even know the medium choice yet. I think it's going to take a couple episodes. I have some mediums. Veronica's mom. Yeah, but that's obvious to me. That's very obvious. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. The way they painted the lodges in this episode... And also, that will get us into, we were introduced to Hiram Lodge. Oh, boy. All right, Mark Consuelos, Mark mm. you can get it. Mm. You are sexy, you are evil. Also, Veronica's mother, you look good. You look yeah, really what'd you good. do? What's your you secret? Had some, you had something done. Like, you look awesome this Ten season. Ten years younger. Good job. The last time, so Kelly and Mark's uh, son is going to NYU Tisch right now. So last fall, I was singing in, like, an NYU Tisch parents' night or whatever, uh, and Kelly and Mark walked in, and I was like, "No one else in no one else in my group like even noticed them." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And I love Kelly. Kelly holds a soft spot, but like, Mark is, you know, they're they're a dream couple. Yeah. But I'm I'm very couple happy goals. that he's uh he's on this show. Me too. And I he had a great entrance. Oh, oh it was. He's spooky. really like the godfather of Riverdale. Yes, and I love the whole Lodge family dynamic. You Something's know, going on there. There's so much you see on the surface, but there's so much tension underneath. And I, one of my favorite parts of this episode was our in reintroduction to Veronica when she's having an almond croissant from Bean and Beluka. 
which I'm obsessed <laughs> with that being a uh, store okay. in Riverdale. As someone who gets her coffee, her soy latte, me, from Dean and DeLuca every day, the fact that Bean and Beluca exists in Riverdale it's gives perfect. me so much life. Yeah. No, I love that. And then someone goes to like Barnaby's later. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just getting that. <laughs> oh, that is yes. clever, Riverdale. But also oh. Veronica dips into the crystal that her mother was saving for Hiram. You know what? That's it's something I totally relate to. Yeah, I know. You would do that. That's no, 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 no. High school? No. Making a mimosa? I understand like sneaking a shot. No, but. I relate to Hermione in this. There's nothing that pisses me off more than people using like really good stuff for mimosas. It's true. And I I, I love a mimosa. Right. But you don't use good champagne. Right. You you're in high school, just you're have a four loco and like get Well have a mimosa, <laughs> but use Prosecco. I think yeah. Veronica's trying to make a point to her mother though, trying to defy her and because she knows she thinks her mother's evil. You yeah, know? And she Veronica. thinks that she is up to no good. So she's trying to do everything in her power to assert that rage over her. That's what I think. The kids are taking over. Yeah. So next up we have uh we have we've already kind of talked about Sheriff Keller, Daddy coming in. So hot. But first of all, it's kind of it's amazing first of all how so this hospital is very dated. The ambulance takes forever. Yet the one sheriff in town manages to find like six suspects oh, yeah. within an hour. Oh, yeah. you ask me. Now it that might I be think part of the it. thing, yeah. It could be. But literally in one hour, he finds six people that match Archie's entire description of what the um, the shooter looked like. Yeah, either some holes in that story or something else is going on that we don't know about. Yeah, so Archie's kind of panicking. He's kind of looking at all of them, freaking out. Every, none of them fit his description in his head of what it was. And he kind of leaves the jailhouse being like, no, that wasn't the shooter. My favorite part of this entire uh, sequence was uh, Archie talking to Sheriff Keller. And Sheriff Keller <laughs> goes, I wrote down this exact quote, but he goes, oh, this guy probably just out of his mind on meth or the jingle jangles. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh my God. Have we identified so you can't what... can't say terms like that while also being like, ooh, let me check my iPhone. Sydney, what do you think the jingle jangles is? I mean, it's just like when you cringe when... Veronica calls Archie Archiekins. To me, they said that, that in the no, comments. Well, to me, the jingle jangles. Do you jangles. know what jingle jangles are? Oh God, is this something else I don't know? Is that like a hard drug? Ryan, <laughs> elaborate. What? Do you, I don't know what it is. I think it's just jangles? a really. No, it's it's kind of like darn tootin'. Oh my God, you were fucking with me. <laughs> this is gonna read really well oh, on a podcast. Wow. We all just gave each other like. Yo, you do. Do you do jingle jangles? I was like, oh god. Okay, in my mind, jingle jangles is either like a drug or it's like a terrible STD. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like oh, she gave me the jingle jangles. Yeah, like, oh, god. <laughs> oh shit, I didn't use protection. I got the jingle. No, jangles. it's it's definitely supposed to be a drug. The best of my, uh, the best I can come up with is like maple syrup glazed heroin. Oh yeah. I mean, considering the maple syrup that was heroin was the entire theme of season one. I wouldn't be surprised. But my favorite, like, can you just imagine, I give a lot of credit to the actors on Riverdale. It's interesting because I think, I think half of the cast is, like, really in on the camp, and half of them are, like, striving to make a real drama. I feel the same way. I think Cole is trying to make a real drama. 
almost all the opposite. I know, really? So I think, I think he, I he knows that the lines he's saying are ridiculous. But I agree with you, Ryan. I think that half of them are totally, like the parents are in for the kids. Oh, yeah. They're here for it. But I, I think some of the younger actors are treating it like a drama, which in my opinion plays perfectly because it's, oh, it's, it's what I want. So, it's great it's when they exactly take themselves seriously and then the content they have to like Right, well that's what we're saying. Yeah. It's, it's kind it of works. perfect because this episode's so serious. It really is. But when you kind of look at it with an eye of the camp, you're like, oh my God, like what is happening? And we're here for that. That's what we want. Just like the seriousness with with, with which he says jingles angles. Yes. Like what? Huh? I'd read that in a script and be like, excuse me? Yeah. Yes. Like I definitely exactly. Google it right after just to make sure. Um, anyway. I think this brings us to really the highlight of the episode, which mm. is... The shower scene. The shower oh, scene. Don't even get me started. Okay, can I just set the scene? It's like um, uh, indecent. It is like indecent. If it was indecent. Know, very highbrow. Yes. Reverence here. <laughs> the rain scene. So Archie's sad. He's depressed. His dad is literally on life support, like in a coma. He's having flashbacks about like not even flashbacks. He's, he's having like crazy brushes coma with dreams? death. Where yeah. he's yeah, coma dreams. Like he's. You hear about people in comas where they're kind of awake and they hear what's going on, but they're having crazy, vivid images in their mind. So, anyway, Archie goes home because he's still wearing his bloody Letterman jacket. Kind of fierce, but whatever. So, Veronica states to Betty that she doesn't deal well with grief or coping with anybody's sadness, which Ryan and I really relate to. We're going to start with that. Anyway, Veronica and Archie go back to Archie's apartment. Sorry, his house, which, as Vulture pointed out, Looks exactly like the house for Modern Family. So. It's just like smokier. Yeah, it's a little smokier, but that's like the camera for Riverdale. Shout out to the camera team. Anyway. Oh, the PA with the fog machine. Yeah. (laughs) So in true Riverdale fashion, like we're 17 minutes into this episode and Archie is shirtless in the shower. Moment of appreciation, please. Mm. 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 Anyway. I just took a knee. (laughs) <laughs> and it wasn't a protest, honey. <laughs> that is good. Hold for life. So Archie's in the shower, and basically Veronica is trying to figure out what to do. She's so bad at dealing with emotions, which again, I get that, girl. So she's standing at the door. Archie's in the shower. He's sad. He's vulnerable. So what does Veronica do? No, the sensible thing. She walks into the bathroom, strips off her clothes. But don't worry, not her pearl necklace or her pearl bracelet. And then, you know, has some sexy time in the shower with him. Take off on this for a second. Yes, you can. All right. I was saying this as the episode was airing out loud, being like the worst person to watch a show with because I'm talking to the screen. If your friend or someone you have a crush on is grieving, your first instinct is not to go assault them sexually in the shower. Let's not... We have to be careful around sexual assault. Oh, right. Mm. Yeah. Shout out oh, to Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, sorry. You, Harvey, you've ruined everything for us. Now but you we know what? So the sexual I, assault. I completely disagree with you. I think that if I was in Veronica's shoes, I, I would think do the it same was thing. inappropriate. Ryan would too. But there's other ways to react badly to grief. Like, I know, but sometimes you need to have a physical, like, visceral reaction to it. You just yeah. don't know what to do. And, and they're teenagers. They're 15 years old. They're 16 years old. But, like,. Are they 15 or 16? Well, I don't know. He doesn't have his license. There's sex and there's shower sex. Shower sex is difficult. That takes an effort. That takes, like, a mental capacity Veronica, to do. Veronica's very mature. She's sexually mature, too. I will say, though, I was worried because there was no condom in sight. No. No lubricant. Right. I don't care how much water you're dealing with. You best believe you want some. Not. You want I was some also kind of worried about her eyebrow pencil. 
Because there's so much caked on there that it's it could run down. That'd be hilarious if in the next scene her eyebrows were crying. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. They were they were perfect. I know. I know. Good hair and makeup. One thing though that Veronica wasn't worried about, however, was her pearls. <laughs> yeah. Do they you, do you, those rust in the you shower? You can't wear pearls in a shower. You, can? you just can't do it. No. Some things you can. You can't wear pearls. No. Not like, pearls? you can't. It was a necklace and bracelet. Matching set. Oh. Yeah. Which I do want to create like a pop song now, like keep your pearls on. Keep your pearls on. Or like pearls in the shower. I got the power. I think Erica Jane would be a great. Yeah, Erica Jane, if you're listening to this, please mm-hmm. write this. Yeah. It's kind of like the Scissor Sisters keep your shoes on. Oh, similar. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. We're, we're anyway, on to something. We're on to something. In true 15 or 16, we have no idea how old these kids are. In true fashion of teenagers, they have shower sex and then 10 minutes Mr. later. Mr. Bendy when you're young. <laughs> Archie could see a rock and get hard, you know? That's true. I think he gets hard to his guitar, to be honest. Right. But, whatever. I mean, they had showers, I it was hot, and literally 10 minutes later, they're screaming at each other, and Archie's kind of freaking out. I mean, hello, your dad's, like, on life support. Like, Lost his wallet. Wait, well, okay, so Veronica's going through the bloody clothing that belonged to his father, because the doctor in the weird white outfit gave it to him. Who was and clean. I'm a continuity whore. Sorry, City can't believe the doctor's outfits were so clean after like their job. Sydney's an editor. Yes, I'm. I do you want to elaborate? Oh yeah. So I mean, like, I went to film school, so I know a thing or two about what's going on. But I really take notice when people forget continuity. Like, if you're a doctor, continuity, continuity. If you do an operation where everyone else in the situation is bloody, but your cool turtleneck white uniform in the hospital, what year is it? Like, is not a drop of blood, not one drop, not even like mustard from lunch. Like, it's insane. It just makes zero sense. Like, I'm sorry, wasn't buying it. But like, cute outfit. We digress. So, Veronica takes out the clothes that were given to her, and Archie is suddenly fixated on his father's wallet not being there, and blames Veronica. And I I think this is going to be one of the main things, at least for the first half of the season. I totally agree. Like, they better not focus on a wallet for the entire season. No, but nobody... Do you think Veronica took it? No, no way. If the thing is... We we don't know. know. We don't know. It went missing. We know it went missing at the scene. But, well, we don't know, actually, but that's what we assume and infer. But nobody freaks out that much about a wallet. You can cancel credit cards. You can replace your license. Like, that's fine. There must be something else in this wallet that Archie knows about. Like a punch card. And incriminates his father. <gasps> yeah. You think incriminates? Or his mother. I, why would he be so worried about that if it wasn't something terrible? I don't It's something someone is... After. Do you guys know what's but in your dad's know. wallets, though? Like, you know what, though? Aren't you know what's it's, in it's his It's something wallet. that someone's after or hiding. We don't know which one. Totally. Um, but, but if Archie but knows about learned, it, you're right. There could he, be. When Archie first met with uh, Sheriff Keller, the sheriff asks, asks for the full story, and Archie doesn't give it to him. No. Like, he's like, oh, he just... You know, shot my dad and left. And, and then the, we learned the later viewer, that it was yeah. like that the shooter we, like went up to Archie yes, with the gun. Yes, and that's the viewer. We kind of know that. Yeah. One thing I'm confused about s- still, which I guess we'll get into. I remember, didn't Fred? Fred kind of jumped in front of yes. the gun. Yes. So hypothetically, the shooter was not. But not he didn't shoot after Archie. Fred. Right, and he, and he had the opportunity to shoot Archie. 
So on one hand, I want to say that the shooter was after Archie, hmm. but on the other, he could have just shot Archie in the head right then, but decided to leave. But he did it, and that's why the wallet mystery comes into play, because if the wallet's the only thing that's gone from this crime scene, something was in there that this person wanted. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's like information. I don't know what it is yet, but it's it's something important. It's from really what valuable does he have in his wallet? Yeah, no, I agree. Well, I love Pop's description of uh, we we do go back to the diner, which I know Sam, you have some stuff to say about. Okay, I have some qualms. I mean, okay, so Jughead and Betty go back to the diner upon Veronica's suggestion that they go look for the wallet. They go there. Okay, I'm sorry. An attempted murder took place at this diner, like, what, an hour and a half ago? There is no police there. There is no yellow tape. Pops didn't clean the blood. Pops is literally... had customers. Pops is a mop, and he's leisurely just like, ah, I didn't clean it yet. He shouldn't be the one cleaning it, though. Yeah, it's just a police take care of it. Which leads me to... That's what our government dollars pay for, for our police to... Oh, you're right. I know, but I think the police are in this. Poor Pops. There's a whole government conspiracy here. Yeah. You know what? The ambulance doesn't show up. You're right. I think Hiram's probably in charge of it. That's true. That's true. I don't that to me that's the obvious choice. I think yeah he'll probably be innocent by the end of the season or do something heroic. Mm, I think maybe I think he'll they be fucked up and not have a connection to this because he's already been to jail for. He'll probably surprise everyone. That's what I think this show goes in. I don't know. I think Marcus thrives up on being. No, evil. he's still gonna be evil, but if anything, it'll be a secret nice thing he does. Yeah, but he'll anyway, be like, don't give away my rep. But so, I did this. Yes, I. Maybe, but I do agree that Pops is a big suspect right now, considering that the diner had no police force there, and he offered them food, which Jughead happily ate, a burger, like he did in the comic. Betty's too consumed. Oh, wait, you think Pops is a suspect? Yeah. Yes. I think he's oh, in on I it. Don't know. I think he's in on it. Fine. I mean, that'd be cool. I'd like that if they were able to make it, like, appropriate. The green um, eyes throw me no, off, though. He's so. No. Mm, it's always the least Who obvious knows? choice. Yeah. You yeah. never know. It was Vegas. Tune back in in 22 episodes when I'm right. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I had issues with that. But then, can we mention Cheryl Blossom? That's, mm. So we let's let's play some catch-up on some characters yes. that uh, we haven't met yet. Okay, so we leave off with Cheryl Blossom. Who walks into the hospital like a goddamn queen. Cheryl Blossom is the gay icon that yeah. 2017 deserves. She's unbelievable. Uh, Make America Cheryl again. Mm. Oh my god, absolutely. So she's guarding in Penelope and does this entire melodramatic speech. Uh, if you breathe, it is my I was into it. Penelope. Penelope, like, only able to express things with her eyes. Uh, it was pretty brilliant. Acting. Um, Cheryl's creepy in this episode. But and she I'm here does for it, it so well. She was creepy oh. last season, too. I, I love her. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's, she's the breakout star. Cheryl's the best. Yeah. She's the yeah. best. So she pretty much manipulates her mother. And she is in charge now. And then we see her kiss Fred Andrews on the forehead while he's in his coma state. Which was sexual. It's pretty sexual. Everything she does is yeah, sexual. Yeah, she's pretty sexual. It's her lips. But Archie sees this and asks why she's doing this. And she says, you gave me the kiss of life. I'm paying it back. Yeah, she wants him. I mean, I think Cheryl uses her sexuality to gain power. And I think she knows exactly what she's doing. And I think right now she's similar to Archie. She's in this vulnerable state where her father just kills Killed himself. Her. Right. And her mother kills her brother. And kills her brother. And her yeah. mother ran into a fire to get... Okay. Okay. 
Here's my main... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut out the fire, because we should finish the fire. What we learn is that no one knows that they set Thornhill on fire. Right. That's so, like, that, that's a secret. My biggest question, my biggest takeaway, my biggest worry is where is Nana Rose? <gasps> oh. You don't think she's dead by now? No. She's probably where the original she Reggie is. She was kicking. <laughs> what well, if I don't she's know, the murderer? Like... <gasps> no. No, well, she can't walk. But... <laughs> <Is that laughs> but I'm shoot someone in the head. Oh, no, I'm Maybe. Okay. But where oh, I would she? Be, I would live for Nana Rose being a murderer. But, like, did she go to Boca? You're right, you're right. Uh, I assume she was in the house. I assume she had a wing. And then they burn the house down. You're right. The mom runs out. Where's Nana Rose? My favorite character on this entire series. Five bucks, they never bring her up again. If they... <laughs> They're going to pull, like, a Reggie and, like, not acknowledge that they just did what they did. Oh, speaking of Reggie, can we... New Reggie. Yeah, yes. then we'll get back to Nana Rose. Yes, <laughs> Brian. There's an aside, so... We have <laughs> Put a, a brief, pin in Nana Rose. A brief scene cut to Reggie talking with the Pussycats to Archie. And it is totally a recast Reggie. Which we know because Ross Butler, who was the previous Reggie on season one, has committed to 13 Reasons Why, oh. which shoots in a different city. Like, they can't do both at the same time. Different city, so different podcast. Ryan very respectfully goes, I wouldn't have noticed if you didn't know it. <laughs> We're going to edit that out. I don't know. Original Reggie's pretty hot. They're both I mean, hot. They're both hot. I mean, it's, it's funny, though, because it's, it's always interesting with a character that gets recast because every single show will downplay it, but it's so evident to everyone else. Oh, yeah. They try to sneak that one through. Yeah. But he's still hot. He's as hot as Ross Butler, so I'm into it. I think they did a nice job of it, though. They did. It was tasteful. Yeah, they didn't make a big deal of it. Yeah. And we saw Josie and the Pussycats. We know that they're going to play a much larger role in this season. And so will Kevin Keller. We have 22 episodes, you guys. So yes. we're going to get a lot of uh, minutiae between everyone. And we're committed, everyone. We're doing 22 episodes of this podcast. And we have some really exciting guests. We do, we we're do. We're saying this a little late in the podcast. Hopefully you're still listening. Yeah, uh, But are. yeah, keep tuning in, because it's... It's going to be big. It's going to be big. And I don't want to, like, build it up too much, but... Oh, we're going to build it up properly. It's going to be yeah. really big. So anyway, tight. back to Nana Rose. Uh, who cares? Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> I'd be devastated if she died. Uh, well, she was going to die anyway soon. But you know what? We did love her last season. She was so oh, no, she's perfectly bizarre. The way bizarre. she just sat in corners and creeped yes. up on people. Also, where's Polly? Um, yeah, we'll get there, too, because we're... The kids... Oh, she'll be back. Again... Do you see the theme? The kids are okay. taking over. The kids are all in charge of their parents. That's true. Think about the two little scenes with Betty and Veronica where they were like mimosa with Veronica, Betty talking to how she may have had sex. Now Archie's protecting his dad. And Well, and I think what's interesting Cheryl's is... choking her mother. Yeah, that's a good point. It's kids such are in a, charge. Yeah, and it's such a jump from season one where we saw Betty under the control of her mother. We saw They're Veronica. Veronica was super close to her mother. Archie and his dad were tight, and now it's all kind of jumping from that because there's you know chaos what, in the town. Yeah, but I disagree. What? No, I think running shit. Cole, uh, uh, Jughead. I can't remember Cole's mouth. He's in charge of the serpents. His dad's in jail. None of the parents have power. None of them has power. The kids all but he's each doing, kid okay, has power okay. over their parents in some way. That's a theme. Oh no, no, no. okay, okay. See every single no, kid. Why do you that. disagree? No, I do agree with that. I still think that the parents are the most interesting part of Riverdale. I do too. Now they're the kids. I, I think there was not, a role reversal. I could care less about most of the kids. Yeah. I, now they're the I care about their parents. The parents you all know that I'm now Team Parent Lodge. I'm obsessed with them. I want to yeah. be in a thruple with them. Mm. I love them. 
I love Hiram. I love Hermione. Like, guys, Hermione's I'm hot. Down. Hermione's so hot. She looks so good. good so job, good. Though. Speaking of parents, I guess we should mention uh, Fred Andrews' uh, coma dreams. Yes. Just, I don't know. They, they get to be a sons. bit much. But that wedding was kind of incredible. The guys all in kilts. Granted, yes, but Veronica would never have a wedding in the woods. Oh, no. no. It would be at the plaza in New York. Yes. Or the New York Public Library. She's not very rustic. Also, Jason Blossom at that wedding, he is so scary. Very spooky. The whole Blossom family. I know, they're yeah. creepy. And Molly very... Ringwald in the front row. I don't know, that was all interesting. The mother all, wearing white. All there. You're not supposed to But be. it's interesting that Fred Andrews is having these these visions and these dreams while in this state of unconsciousness where he's seeing this perceived future that may or may not play out. Mm. But in that final wedding dream, he takes a bullet for Archie as the same shooter attempts to shoot Archie, which actually happened at Pops. Right. And that was the first time we actually saw kind of a, a replay of what actually happened. And that's when Fred Andrews wakes up. What does it mean? What is so it? So I think I think we should cut to to what everyone's waiting for. In that the, uh, so I screamed when when Jughead started talking about the angel of death and how it visited someone else. Can and I repeat it? Saw that the angel of death has come to Riverdale, but it's somewhere else. <gasps> dun, dun, and dun. whose house do we end up in? Uh. But. Geraldine Grundy. Yes, Grundy, Grundy. yes. Let's set the scene. We're at a random house a couple towns away. You see the car. You know it's her. You see a piano. You see a little cute twink that's playing straight. And you see Geraldine Grundy giving him a piano lesson. She's acting nonchalant. She says goodbye. She kisses him tenderly. Then what happens? Dressed like a slutty nerd. Oh, yeah. Like, she's trying to look like a slutty nerd. And something here, too, is like, this gets tricky. But I get when, like, when a kid looks like uh, Archie. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's a little bit more It wasn't acceptable. creepy this until guy looks, this, this, this kid looks young. Yeah. This kid's out of central he casting. Like, he looks 14. Yes. Archie looks 21. Yeah. So yes. it's, like, a little more. But I think than, that that was a point made to show that Miss Grundy has a pathologic problem where she's actually a predator. She really is. Mentally ill. Which we kind of knew after season one. We, we totally Harvey. knew, but. Someone else knew because all of a sudden her window is open, the music's playing off the piano, and she's killed by a violin bow. Okay, I was shocked. Oh, it was a violin bow? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> her throat was slashed with a violin bow. Which, first oh of all, art, art not sharp. Not that sharp. I played it in fourth grade. It was nothing. But you know what? If you like sharpen it with like the Rossin or whatever it is, like. It could be pretty pointy. Maybe she has Well, that's the, those skin. are the horse things with a rosin. I know, but maybe there's a blade in it or something. Like you don't she know. Probably has sensitive skin. She does. She, you can tell. She moisturizes. Yeah. And the guy's strong, too, so he kind of got her. Yeah. But so, besides the minutia of being killed by a violin bow, uh, <laughs> but now it Grundy's up, back. I was so excited. Well, she was back. I was really dis- So one of my main disappointments with season one was how he just totally dropped the Grundy storyline. Because it was a major part of yeah. the first part of season one. We totally dropped it, and then you're like, oh, so you guys never addressed the fact that this teacher was being so inappropriate with a kid? What's funny is my first thought when I saw her car, when I saw her, I was like, oh my god, she's the killer. Totally. We're going to find out right now, like, that makes sense, because she wants vendetta against this school, against this town, against Archie and his father. Like, 
It made sense. And then suddenly she's killed, and that's the Riddell in here But for. now she's connected to Archie or Fred, because this person was targeting both of them. Right, but that so raises my questions, and that raises my predictions for this season. You're right. What's the motive? Who's behind because it? Because they're connected. Why? That could help. So how are Fred Andrews, Archie, and Miss Grundy connected? And, like, why? And who Didn't else he try to date her last season? He was attracted to her, and he thought she was beautiful, and, like, Oh, maybe it's her ex-husband. So that's my, like, so one of my main theories last season was, so we learned about uh, Grundy's ex-husband, who allegedly was abusive to her. We know that Jason Blossom looked a lot like Archie. We knew Archie was having an affair with Miss Grundy. Like, our original theory, right, was that it was the ex-husband who uh, made the mistake thinking that Jason was... Archie taking revenge on Grundy. I think the ex-husband might play, might still come in. We learned that was wrong. You're right. Because it's the only connection between Grundy and Archie and Fred. There are some, I have some other theories. We've learned in interviews and different um, articles about the upcoming season, there are a couple characters coming into play this season, and they include Betty's long-lost brother and a boyfriend that Veronica had from New York. The boyfriend, I don't think, would be involved. It's going to be played by Graham Phillips, who mm. is in The Good Wife. I'm excited about it. But Betty's brother could come into play, because think about it. Betty Have was you seen the photos of uh, Betty's brother, too? No, not yet. Oh, it's jawline for days. Oh, fuck Ugh. yeah. Those we cougars. know he doesn't, have, and he doesn't have green eyes. But like, think about it. He's like, like the family's really like, The thing is, though, I, I think this actual assassin could be like hired by someone. I think someone else is behind it. Someone else is masterminding it. And here's so here's one other thing we're gonna we're gonna log off soon, uh, but what was made clear in this episode, which was weird, is at first I saw the killer, and to me it definitely looks like a ski mask sort of thing, until Archie said, no 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 no, it was definitely a hood, with, like eye holes cut out. Right. Now if we know in Archie comics lore, there's a character called Black. Hood. What? Who was not, he was never connected to, he was never connected via the comics to the Archie characters we know, but it's the same publisher, and the Black Hood was a character who was a villain within comics back then. You know what? So I think it's a clever tie-in of of this being the, the Black Hood in Archie. And as we know, the showrunner of the show, the creator, is an Archie super fan. Mm. And that would make complete sense to me. Yeah. And I think I think more clever times in the comic will play into this season. We already know Sabrina is going to be introduced somehow and oh. get her own spinoff series. Yes. And I think this Black Hood situation is going to come into play where it's the main villain is Black Hood. Should do some more research on the Black Hood, or should we be surprised? A little bit of both. A little right. bit of both. Anyway, I'm excited about this season. I'm very excited. We'll see what's going to happen, and we're going to delve into it each episode. Leave us your comments. Leave us your feedback. We want to hear your theories. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, We are totally back now again. We apologize for ever leaving you. Sweetwater River got the best of us. It feels like a weird date right now. It does. Yeah, it's like awkward. We were stuck in a canoe, and then it froze over. It's not you. It was us. Yeah, it was us. Yeah. But we're kissing you back now. We're here. We're committed. Sydney, the kiss before death. Thank you so much for uh, being on with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate me. you being here. And uh, how amazing are those photos? That was so fun. Yes. Uh, Sydney, you're the best. 
Well, so we'll leave you with this. Follow us on social. My handle is at Ryan Bloomquist. Sam go with two D's. And then our Riverdish socials. At Riverdish on Twitter. You can email us riverdishpod at gmail.com. And you can and follow Sydney, but she's bad at it, so don't. Yeah, I, but I, I post good. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Anyway, we'll leave you with this. If the monolope phonic fits. <laughs> Did I pronounce that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and don't yeah, know yeah. fits. The angel of death is back. We're excited to see what happens. And remember, don't mix crystal with orange juice.